almost fell off my chair. <laughs> Enjoy it. I no longer, I, I'm not equipped. It's not my space. It's not my zone of genius. So my, my when, only when I was brave enough to let go, brave enough to admit that I did not have that competency, brave enough to say, I am not all things to all people in every category in every way. I gained my strength tremendously in the category in which I was good, I became great. Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, where soulful entrepreneurship and holistic mind-body wellness meet to help you heal, discover your soul's purpose, and change the world. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, entrepreneur, psychology expert, social media maven, and soulful leadership coach. And it's my mission to empower you into becoming the light leader you're meant to be. Each episode will be diving deep into topics that will help you gain personal mastery over your healing and mind-body wellness, while also giving you practical tips and tools to help you create, market, and scale a heart-centered business around your soul's purpose and life mission. Whether you're in the beginning of your self-awakening journey or a seasoned inner work god or goddess who's ready to step into their leadership as a soulpreneur, this is going to be your new favorite place to be. We know that you don't just want to feel happier and more fulfilled, but you want to deeply know yourself and powerfully step into your life's purpose while creating massive abundance around your mission. That's why I've created this podcast for you, the light leader of the next generation. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Gabby Ortega. My voice is a little hoarse because I literally just got back from a six-day retreat with my team where we were laughing and crying and trauma processing and bonding. And um, in my excitement, I'm like all voiced out. But I am really excited today because I have a really dear friend of mine, Sheldon Barlett Rumor, and she is incredible. I actually just met her, but I feel like I've known you for like a long time. We have very similar energy. As you can see, if you're watching this, we're both like super energetic, super excited about what we do. And I thought she would be an incredible guest to have today. Um, so as CEO of IG Creative and executive producer and host of This Is It Network, which I had the privilege of being on just recently, um, she uses her magnetic personality and unmatched energy to elevate the voices of remarkable women, both online and offline. Welcome, 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 Sheldon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm addicted to your energy. This is going to be so much fun. Any excuse to chat with you, any excuse to chat with you. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. And I just, I love when I met you, like you're one of the few people who matches my smile and my energy, like, because I think you just are in your zone of genius. You're in your flow. You're in like your purpose so deeply and I can tell. And I think that's something that really resonates with our followers and our audience members. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for noticing. I have a weird thing about transferring positive energy to other people. You never know who's going to need it, whether it's digitally or face-to-face. Oh my God. I think everybody needs it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're about to get a real, real friggin' big dose of like joy and happiness and, and energy, because let me tell you, I have my queen mug. If you I love- see this. So I, love- I am like, we're ready for today. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to it. So I think the first question, just so we can get some grounding here is I always ask everybody, how did you get here? Like, what is your story? What kind of have you gone through that led you to have such an open heart and doing what you're doing and empowering so many women? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I am 
trained in marketing and media, um, but kind of got derailed in. I wanted to be on MTV when MTV was a thing. Like I wanted to be a VJ for videos. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what I wanted to do when I was younger. It was just the whole thing, the whole thing. I wanted to do that constantly. And I studied media and communications at LaSalle University in Philadelphia. And I thought I was going to be on MTV. Then I took one marketing course and I was like, that's it. That's absolutely it. That's how people make money. That's how people tell stories. That's how people make history. Um, I fell in love with marketing and got derailed from the TV space. So opened a ton of hospitality, restaurants, casinos, multi-million dollar accounts, wonderful, wonderful things. Started my own agency in 2009 and was working primarily with female business owners. I was working with female small business owners. So I drastically went from multi-million dollar accounts to $200 to be able to launch a program or $200 to be able to launch or market a cupcake business. Right. And so you know, I was really challenged in the fact that the majority of people would come into my office and they would have what I call a whisper. They would have no voice in what it is that they were doing. So if they were promoting this pen, for those of you that can see, I have a pen and those of you who can't, I have a pen in my hand. Um, they would, and I would ask them, why should someone buy your pen? versus someone else's pen. And they could not find the words. They could not string together what made whatever it is that they were doing unique and special and necessary. And for somebody who's naturally extroverted, I found that tragic, right? Mm -hmm. For somebody who constantly finds the words, I found it completely tragic because I'd follow it up with, how long have you been doing this? And it'd be like five years, 10 years, 10 years doing something, five years doing something and not be able to string the words together so someone knew who it is that you were, what it is that you wanted, and you could share why you deserved it. And so at that point, I reverted to wanting to be on television. I pulled out a camera and with my cl with my clients, I would do fake interviews with them. I would get them comfortable. Wow. I'd get them to pull out the story. I'd get them to tell me about their grandmother's recipe. Um, and their lives changed and my life changed. And I remembered the girl that wanted to be on MTV and I reminded them as to why they started. And this is it, Network stemmed from that. So the agency turned into a production company. And now I interview one to five women per day. Um, and I tell their story um, all over the globe in the digital space. And it's just been, it's just been a wonderful thing, but that's not without journeys of my own. You know, there's been more valleys than hills. Um, mm. This is, this is a, a very, you know, entrepreneurism is an intimate thing yeah. and we are outnumbered. Right, yeah. right, love. So intimate. Um, I don't think people realize that at all going into it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a personal thing, and we're outnumbered by people who don't get it, mm -hmm. right? And we're, you know, we're outnumbered by people who aren't going to understand it, and we're outnumbered by people who aren't necessarily, in a lot of cases, going to be supportive of it. So you oh, yeah. must find, yeah, right. You must find your voice in that. So, so all of those hills and valleys have led me here to you. Wow. Oh, thank you for that. I love that so, so, so much. And it's so interesting. Like we kind of go into life thinking we're going to do one thing or we're really like passionate about one thing and then life happens. And if you're really paying attention to those moments, that's in those, it's in the little moments that you start to realize, Ooh, like my heart's being pulled in this direction. And for a lot of people, I think it could be really hard to let go of maybe one path that they're really holding up tightly onto because maybe they think that's like the one thing they have to do or maybe they got their degree in that and now that's like what they want to do is like has nothing to do with their degree that they spent all this money on what made mm. you like able to kind of pivot or was that easy was that something that you struggled with at all or how did that work 
Yeah. I mean, I think that there's so much self-doubt, right. In, in, you know, in the, in the most natural of things, right. Again, I'm an extrovert and it is a natural thing for me to create a conversation in the produce aisle. It is a natural thing. Oh my God, me. Same. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> It is, it is a natural thing. And again, we're outnumbered by people who don't want to have conversations with strangers. Right. And so I never recognized that as a talent. Mm. I just thought it was a quirk. I just thought it was just who I was. And frankly, I thought that there were more people like me. I didn't think it was special. I didn't think it was part of, you know, what I was building and, and, and what I could offer people. I think that one of the things that really helped me was leaning into who I was and the strengths that I had and rejecting the things in which I was not naturally good at, right? Because I think that we find ourselves fighting to be mediocre at something we are poor at, yes. as opposed to, right? As opposed to, <laughs> right? But as opposed to find excellence in things we are good at, right? We spend so much money and time trying to be okay as opposed to being excellent in things we are already good at. And so the minute I did that, um, and my whole life changed, my whole life changed. I love that. That's so much. And, and I don't know, you probably don't know this about, about me and I don't yeah. talk about it really a tremendous amount, but I'm neurodivergent and I have ADHD and I found this really resonates deeply with me because when I would work for other companies or I would work for other people who didn't understand the way that my brain kind of works a little bit differently, um, there was very little room for um, acceptance. There was a lot of frustration. Um, they didn't work around the way that like I really needed things to work for me to succeed. And the one the one thing I cannot tell you like more is if you're neurodivergent, being an entrepreneur is fucking amazing. You don't work for anybody else. You get to like create a schedule around your needs, around what you need from things, around your differences, around all of those wonderful things. And instead of feeling like you're failing at life because you can't do a basic job like me, like waiting tables was a nightmare. Well, yeah, throw somebody with short-term memory issues into a restaurant trying to remember all these things and trying to manage all of these executive functions and they have ADHD, their brain's not going to do well with that. And then I felt like, oh my God, I'm never going to make anything of my life when truly it was the environment. It's truly the environment. It's truly, and, and owning that, right? And owning that you are not everything to everyone. Right. Like I say this and, and it's just kind of come to me and I've, I've seen it written in numerous places and I live by it now and I share it with others is that those that those that belong to you, those in your community hear you differently. Yeah, they see you differently. Right. And again, it goes back to like not only focusing on your weaknesses, but really begging people to pay attention to you. That means you're in the wrong room. That means you're talking to the wrong people. And I think that the amount of energy that we use trying to convince people who are not fluent in our language mm -hmm. as to what it is that we are saying is such a dangerous waste of time. And so for me, it's just putting yourself in the rooms that deserve your voice. Oh, damn! Louder for the people yeah. with the back. Yes, yes. No, that's absolutely, and my life, like you said, like yours did, my life completely changed when I surrounded myself with people who understood me, who fully saw me, who appreciated and embraced my differences, and actually think that they make me, you know, they were like, that makes you really special. There's like strengths to this part of you. Um, and that's so important. You know, when you're first starting out, 
people, I get this all the time because I work with young entrepreneurs too, kind of not young in age, but young in the kind of stages of their entrepreneurial journey. And a lot of the the stuff that they they worry about like revolves around this. Um, yeah, so much. And like people and like wanting to please, wanting to get more yes. followers, wanting to, ah. I think be like other people that they see, but it's like, yeah. you guys, like your uniqueness, like you just being you and like the things that maybe don't work in other situations, like make you powerful and uh. focus on the people that you're serving that are listening to you. Don't focus on all the people that aren't or aren't there yet. Like if you have five followers, serve the hell out of those five followers. I want you to know their names and like their backgrounds and like what they do and like what their problems are and then write content for them. And the more people that you get, just talk to those people and don't worry so much about everybody else. Oh, I so agree with you. And I think that that's the paralyzing space. I think that a lot of people for a number of reasons, one of them is, you know, thinking that there's too many people. Well, there's 90 million toothpastes. Wait, Everybody's really? fine. But like, do you know, like in my opinion, right? Like, <laughs> no, 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 that's, out, true, that's true. Right, like, right? Like if you go down the grocery, I mean, there's options for everything. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There's options for everything. And so it's about finding your people and the people who love your toothpaste and knowing that there's room for you. And then also this need for more. And I was, you know, in the infancy of my career that, that I, I'm not saying that I was that person. I wanted more followers, more likes, more, you know what I mean? I wanted a million people to follow me, but here's the deal guys. Like you don't need a million people to make a million dollars. You just don't. Yes. Like, you don't Right. So I think that that's the space. It's just a different mindset in the way in which you look at what you need and, and how you want to spend your days. And I just didn't want to spend my days auditioning uh, for a space that I had earned. So Oof, I love that. I don't want to spend my days auditioning for a place I've already earned. You guys have already earned it. And one of the things I always say is like, you are worthy right now as you are. Like we get into this perfection paralysis that I think you kind of touched on, which is like, we don't know when we're ready enough or, you know, we're like, oh, well, I'm still healing or I'm still figuring it out. And it's like, we want to see the come up. We want to see that. We want to know that you don't know everything. We don't expect you to. And if you show up on the scene and you're like, Mr. I know everything, I don't trust you. But true. I mean, no one buys that book. No, no one buys one the buys book. It. I was rich. He was rich. They were rich. We were rich. We were all rich. That's not a movie. No one buys the ticket to that film. Like, so you need to create the bestseller of your life. And all of the good stuff is in the valley. That's the lessons. The mm. lessons live there, right? Like there was a time in my life I was driving to an account and everything felt as if it was falling. Everything felt like it was, you know, it was like a random Tuesday. It was like nine o'clock in the morning. I was driving and I said, I started the, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And in that moment, um, I just had one of those, you know, aha moments where you can't teach if you haven't lived. You Thank can't you. help someone if you've never, you can't help somebody get out of the valley if you've never been in the valley, mm -hmm. right? You just, you just can't. And so this was to help me help everyone else. This was to make sure that I was worthy, to make sure that I understood, to make sure that I was empathetic. And so I really celebrate the times that things didn't work out and things weren't easy. Um, it makes me better for it. Oof. Yes. And I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of 
humans who are right now in their valley. And I think to hear that is so hopeful. You know, it's the idea, guys, you're not going to be in the valley forever, just like we're not at the peaks forever. We're constantly going up and down and recognizing that not that we're like, put like, oh, we're like, you know, bypassing anything here, but in the sense that feel the pain, feel the valley, but also recognize how is this working for me? How is this serving my highest good? Is there something I can transmute this pain into, um, perhaps into a power that's going to allow me to connect even deeper with my clients and allow me to really understand what this journey is when I ask them to go on it so that I know how hard it is and I can respect that it takes time and that it's it's difficult and it's painful for them too um you know we really can't love to the capacity mm-hmm. that we've um been able to feel pain like the pain and love are the same coin you know what i mean and like in many ways and the depth that we experience pain and it opens us up and cracks us open to experience love in even a deeper more profound way than we ever thought possible so just like hang in there guys and like do your do your meditations and like take care of yourself and baby yourself and you'll come up again and you'll look back and go okay what can i take from there and and make into something i can use to support my people yeah no absolutely i mean i think it's like you know one of the i use a lot of analogies and i think that one of the analogies that have kind of come to me is is now you're a guide you you can guide someone through that, right? It's like being a tour guide at a museum or being a tour guide, you know, you know, at an amusement park, right? That you've walked that before. You can't be the tour guide if you've never walked it. You can't help somebody through it if you've never been there. And so now, and and as you are in it and in the conclusion of it, you're like, now I can guide others through it. Now I got the brochure. Now I can be able to figure it out. And so that just helps in, 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 in the way in which you aren't feeling as if this is a permanent residence. It's just a place you visit. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Just a place we visit. That should be on like a little, I'm going to quote that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, please do. Please do. Oh man, this is great. So I guess another question maybe that I might throw your way, because you've been doing this a hot minute, right? So what do you think is makes you know, for a successful, conscious business? You know, how can we approach our marketing in a way um, that's empowering and uplifting and for the collective good and not from kind of this wounded masculine, not talking gender roles here or sex roles, we're talking more the energetics, but the wounded masculine of like, if you don't have this, you're not gonna be happy. If you don't get this, you're gonna be this or that or the third, or I'm the only one you should be looking at for this answer. Like, how can we use marketing in a way that we can open up people's hearts or bring consciousness into more of the forefront of it, I suppose. Yeah, no, I think that in the, in the, again, not gender identifiers, but more in motion base, I think from a feminine approach, I think is more in a caregiver scenario, right? It is not abrasive. It's not, you know, it's not buy this now, 50%. It's not that space. I'm like running out the room. I'm physically prepared from that energy. Right. It's like, come in. Would you like something to drink? Like, it's that energy. Like, how can I feed you? Like, if you've ever been to a mothering home, like I'm from West Africa. And again, we were talking about cultural scenarios the last time we chatted. You know, you eat at my mother's house. She's 75 and she'll still get up and cook for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she'll make you will never leave Ada Barlett's house hungry. Like, that's (laughs) coming over. (laughs) Right. But that's, but, and then I've done the same. My husband's like, two people are coming. Why is there platters full of food? You're never going to leave my house 
hungry, right? But that's a marketing technique. That is a cultural thing. And all of you, as you build your businesses, try to hone in on what that culture is. It's not what you offer. It's how they feel once they're working with you, once they leave you. You know, what is it like? And even when people come and they join me on the show, I want them to feel a certain type of way. I want them to feel heard and seen. And for those eight minutes, just know that they had a place and they had a voice. And so as it relates to marketing, what is it that you're offering? What does your home offer? Why does it feel when someone is in your literal figurative home? Um, and when you do that and you reiterate that and you continue to tell that story over and over again, people will, will seek you as a refuge and a destination. And that is stronger than any buy one, get one um, in, 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 in the world. For sure. Powerful. I hope you guys are taking notes, y'all, because this is like really good advice. And actually, it's so interesting. That's exactly the same way I operate. Um, you know, in, in the same way I teach my students, because when they come to me, they're like, you know, if they come to my Ignite program or even like people who have established businesses, I'm like, we're not selling here. Like, we are creating so much nourishment for people that they, if they want to, can reach out and get the next level of support. And they will want to, you know, those who are called to that. Um, but we're going to provide in our home if Instagram is our home, right? And that's our container. Like, how can we provide a full meal just from people visiting that or listening to our podcast or whatever our free offerings are without any strings attached, without selling things at the end of it every time, just really coming from a place of service um, yeah. and doing what you love to do, right? And connecting with that heart and that providing that value up front, you guys actually will generate like 10 million times more sales for you than if you were to like a lot of coaches are like afraid that if they like do content where they're sharing their stuff, like really sharing their voice, sharing their tools and techniques that all of a sudden no one's going to sign up with them. It's like, no, no, no. Like that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Oh, there is no way. Guys, I am the queen of pinning things on Pinterest. I make nothing. I pin, I make nothing. Never. <laughs> Yeah. I don't bake anything. I don't cook nothing. Right. These are inspirational. Like we are the well in which quenches thirst. Like they don't know what it is that they need until it's repeated to them. And so what we need to do is to ensure that we are there for them when they in fact need us. Right. Mm -hmm. Like people said, I've, I've worked with chefs also and they're like, I don't want to give out my recipe. No one's making that. Cupcake. <laughs> no one is making. No one is going to the store. No one is getting those ingredients. No one is making that. They are calling you because they want you to make it. Yeah. They are fascinated yeah. by the process, but they want you to serve them. Mm. And so that's what this is. Like, provide them with the process. Provide them with the reason why, and then they will ask you. Rely on you to serve them. And that's a powerful thing because now they know, like, and trust you because you've shown up and asked for nothing. Yeah. And so when you do ask for something they're they feel obligated and then with joy say, how can I support? How yeah. Can I oh my God. That's everything. And that's exactly that feminine flow because my clients are like, Oh my God, I've done funnels and I've done like, like all of these wow. lead magnets and I haven't gotten any. And I just showed up on social for two weeks giving daily free value. And I have like five applications and I'm like, that's it. Like you shouldn't have to convince anybody to join you. What really is happening is like you're inviting them in for a meal and they're sitting and eating and being in your energy. And no matter what you post, you guys, if even if it's like the same things you're giving to clients, 
it will never replace the experience of working with you and your energy. No way. Not the combined experience. It's not, you know, these are piecemealed posts guys these are piecemeal pieces of of nugget think of it as i like to think of it as is the invitation to the party right it just it's That's just exactly it <laughs> we didn't get right we didn't get to the party yet the invitation tells you what time it starts who the dj is and what maybe what food will be served but it doesn't give you can't eat the food on the invite you can't listen to the music on the invite right and so <laughs> just yeah, just think about your social media as the invitation to the party, always. Ooh, and make it a party, guys. If you're doing healing work, if you're doing serious stuff, I want you to make it fun too. Like, because also, like, what a what a you know threat to our fight or flight system to like go to a page where we're talking about trauma and all of it is so heavy. And you know, a lot of this stuff is heavy. Like, let's also bring some humor, bring some personality. Like, be your weird self. The more you're your yeah. weird self, the faster you're gonna find your people. And not to mention, your business is a direct mirror of you. It is you, yeah. if you're a service-based business, no matter what business really, but especially a service-based business, it's a mirror of you. So allow it to fully be that mirror because when we also try to appear a certain way because we have this belief that maybe we have to look a certain way to be a healer or come with a certain energy or I curse, I'm from New Jersey, I'm spicy, I'm Latina. Like if something gets me fired up, I'm gonna say, fuck that shit, yes. You know, like I'm gonna speak my truth and like, am I still yes. spiritual? Hell yeah. Am I still like grounded and do I do my meditation yes. by chance? Hell yeah. Am I still like X, Y, and Z? Yes, you can be yeah. it all. And the when you try to present a certain way, just know you're going to attract those clients who are hiding too and you're yeah. not going to like working with them no no and truthfully guys first of all it's exhausting like i there when it, on the come up of my career there was you know and still to this day there's so many people who are like fake it till you make it I, I, it makes my heart burn when I hear the statement. I just literally walk out of the room, leave the Zoom. What I was like, I can't because a fake bag, a plastic bag will never be a Louis Vuitton. Ever, 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 ever. I don't care how much you pray over it. I don't care how much you, what it will never, ever, ever, but you will get better and you will know more and you will evolve. And so meet people where you are, show them where you are. They will love you for that. And they will go on that journey with you. How many of you have followed people when they were younger, celebrities, musicians, right? And you're loyal to them, good, bad, or indifferent. And to this day in that space, that's what you want. You want people to be lifelong, not to be in that emotional space. So just no, no, there's no, be who you are. I promise you, you will feel as if, so much has been lifted from your shoulders and you can just, you know, it's just easier. Liberate. It's just, it's just easier. <laughs> it just is like faking all the time, like to act all the time, to be someone else all the time is just exhausting yeah. and, and not fruitful because there's a point in which you will be yourself and, and, and you, you will disappoint and then you That's are lucky. That's it. Like people starting out in your businesses, if you're just starting to get on social media, don't appear to be anybody else but yourself because then you're going to have to backtrack that shit and people are going to leave because they're you're not the person that you showed up as what? and they weren't ready for that. So just get it over with in the beginning. Get it over with. Oh, yeah. Yes, just get it over with. Post, be honest, be authentic. Again, those individuals who deserve you, those individuals 
who, who, you know, belong to your community. They hear you differently. They see you differently and allow yourself the privilege and, and, and the value to, to wait for those people. You know, I, I just think that that's just. And they stay with you forever. It's true. I've had wonderful, wonderful followers. Oh. I had 700 followers on Instagram. Oh. Who still, I talk within DMs and they're like, I can't believe like all this stuff you've gone through. And I was like, I know, isn't it crazy? Um, but they, but then it, it's like that I'm inspired to go through my things and have my own ups and downs and peaks and valleys. And like, you just being able to see you kind of go through that has been inspiring for me. So like, whatever you show up, it's kind of also that falling back on trusting that however you are in this moment is actually helping a lot of people. And that by you denying yourself because your ego is like, Oh my God, I can't be like this. I can't be imperfect. I can't be in pain. I can't have a fucked up relationship and be a relationship coach. Yes, you can. You can be in a work in progress and be a better coach yes exactly so just like let yourself go through this I, I call it like the great unfolding because it's no, like always that. forever this unfolding and if you're so holding on to an expectation or something that you want to be or like push all of that you're actually missing the journey and this is like my buddhist like meditation self and my mindfulness self it's like you will find the, all the information that you're so nervous about you're actually going to find in those day-to-day -day lived moments of going through this process so if you're paying attention to the future and like your anxiety in the future you're missing what's happening right in front of you and that's actually what's going to get you where you want to go so uh -huh. like don't worry about that just take a day at a time and like yes. know that wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be for the people you're meant to serve. For sure. For sure. And it's not a race and it's not a race. Nope. And I mean, like the stress, I mean, d please, you know, I'm not qualified to speak on actual, of course, mental illness and scenarios. That's a whole other space. I'm talking about day-to-day -day anxieties and, and just nervousness, you know, in which can be managed. You know, I understand the impactful and importance of recognizing true mental illness. I'm talking about for those of you out there that are just kind of struggling and moving forward in the day-to-day -day of things, oftentimes we stress about things that take, we stress for three days about something that only takes 10 minutes to execute. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll never get that time back. Yeah. Love, send out the email. Mm -hmm. What can possibly happen in the event that you send out an email and it doesn't work the way that you want to work, but you will never get those three days of pacing back and forth and erasing and reproofing and resaring. And the test button on your MailChimp has now blown up because you've tested that email 90 million times. Hit send and gain the reaction that you need in order to write a better email later. Just do right? the damn like, thing, right? Yeah, do the damn thing. Do the, the damn. damn thing. Just hit send, hit post. Be and willing to suck. Be willing to suck. That's it. Like, be okay with, like, I literally sucked in the beginning. Like, go down to my feed. I don't hide it. Go down to the bottom. You're going to see. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to post one thing today. And it's going to be, if it was helpful for me, hopefully it's helpful for someone else. And yes. like, done. And you get, that's how you learn. And I just did a post about this recently. So like in my past life as, as, a, as a young adult child, whatever, um, I was actually a concert pianist. And um, I know it's like, I know, right? It's like, what? Um, so I love like that. from the ages of like, I was like five or six years old up until I went to college, I played in Carnegie Hall. I toured Italy and did this thing with like my maestro and like played in this, this town Tolentino and went for this festival. and. I did some pretty amazing, remarkable things and played some like, I mean, it was called a prodigy and stuff. Although that's something that I want to point out. I was not a prodigy. 
I spent hours every day sucking at learning these pieces that were way too hard for me. And Ooh. like after thousands and thousands of hours of practice, then people got to sit in the audience and see that piece wow. and see me work the shit out of that. And then they're like, how did you do that? You must be a prodigy. It's like, no bitch, I sat and failed over and over and over. And I cried sometimes and I screamed sometimes and I got frustrated, but I kept practicing note by note, measure by measure over and over until it became ready for a concert. And that's the same thing for everything in life. Like allow yourself to suck, allow, just do it. Like, don't worry about it and know that every time that you do it, you're just going to get better. But if you don't do the first thing and you don't actually step into it, you'll never get better. And it will be a self-fulfilling prophecy that will prove to yourself you can't do it. And that's on you. And that's on you. Um, and I say that all the time, just in, in general, like if you're talking about your favorite musician, you're talking about your favorite athlete, they all still rehearse and practice. Tom Brady, if you love him, you hate him. Serena Williams, you love her, you hate her. Either way, they go to practice every day and they're the best at what they do. We assume that we're gonna get good and just sit. No, that's not how it happens. So I even wish, us, I wish. Right? So even the individuals who are at the height of their game, they're honing their craft every single day. They're honing their craft. They're getting better. They're practicing their muscles mentally and physically. And so I challenge us in a celebration of that practice and in a celebration of that. And you might not be as extroverted and you may be too, you believe you're too extroverted, but you're who you need to be. And so practicing your voice is going to be imperative. And I encourage everyone to do so. Mm. Oh, I just feel like I got fed in my soul. Like, thank you for that. I needed that. <laughs> of course, of course. Just keep practicing. Keep showing up for yourself. And again, those that are worthy hear you differently. Mm, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so I want to do a little question here, maybe if, if you have a, a moment for this. Um, I know I'm like, definitely, um, I like to talk a lot here, but it's oh, I love it. Good reason. Um, is there any time that you like can think of when you were starting your business and you were starting to put your voice out there um, that you really like something happened and you really wanted to like kind of shut it down, um, yeah. but you were able to kind of overcome it or any kind of difficult things you you felt like you were able to overcome that you might share with us? Yeah, I mean, I'm awful at math. Like, Awful. And that's a bad idea when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. See, but this is my problem actually too. I'm glad you're speaking about this. <laughs> I'm, aw I'm awful. And, and as an entrepreneur, we're, we tend to be ego driven, right? So um, I'm just a forewarning for everybody who's listening, who will futurely know me. Anybody who knows me knows this to be true. If Cheldon says, I am fine. I am fine. I am fine. Three times in a row. I am not fine. <laughs> I am not okay. I suggest you call for help. You let someone know, like I don't, everybody SOS because Sheldon is not fine. And so I lived the early parts of my entrepreneurial journey, claiming that I got it, claiming that I had everything covered, claiming that I could do everything, claiming that I would figure it out. And then I would avoid things. And then I would overpromise. I would under deliver. I would do all of these things, just wanting to hold it all together, just wanting to perceive myself and show myself as an entrepreneur, CEO, all the things, things, things instead of owning the fact and leaning into my strengths and finding support in the areas in which I needed it. 
And even to the most recent past three years, it was like, oh my, now I have legal support. Now I have accounting. Now I have all of these things. And I do look back on the journey and say, oh gosh, if I knew better, like things would have been different. But I look back on that valley and say, the lesson is, is that now I can encourage other people to do the same. I can encourage other people to find the resources, let go of the things like going back to the example of the days in which it took, it used to take me days to do these Excel PNL profit and loss statements. And I would torture myself getting ready for tax season or a presentation or whatever. My sister, I'm one of four and my sister, they're all academics. I talk to myself on Facebook, but they're all like scholars. And so I would spend three days and I finally broke down and I was like, I'm going to say my sister's name's Ada. I was like, Ada, could you help me with this Excel sheet? I worked on it for three days. That woman sent it back to me in 20 minutes. Ah! (laughs) And was like this, you want this? And I was like, never again. I will never do this to myself again. There are people that are equipped. There are people that is her shine. It's their zone of genius. Like let them take care of that. What am I doing? Who am I to keep spreadsheets from her? You can have it. God, I almost fell off my chair. (laughs) Enjoy it. I no longer, I'm not equipped. It's not my space. It's not my zone of genius. So my, my, only when I was brave enough to let go, brave enough to admit that I did not have that competency, brave enough to say, I am not all things to all people in every category, in every way. I gained my strength tremendously in the category in which I was good. I became great. Mm. And so that for me was such a lesson. Like her obnoxiously sending that back in 20 minutes changed my life because I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I taking all of it on by myself? What could I have been doing in those three days? I was feeling bad about myself. I was feeling as if I wasn't able. I was feeling stupid. I was feeling all the bad negative self-talk was just agonizing i begrudgingly sent her it i was like oh i now have to humble myself and ask my baby sister for help right it was so emotional only for her to give it back to me in 20 minutes i could have been upset instead i was relieved i was like this is my purpose i'm not supposed to be doing this this is not my calling she has joy as she's sharing with me the fields and how they add up and all the things in which i didn't i mean I was like, what? She's like grinning. And I was like, she she loved to help me too. Here's the other thing, guys. They want to help you. Literally, pe- people are dying to help you. Like, yes, this was a huge thing too. You know, and they're good at it. So let them, let go of it. And so that was the thing. I was, I was, I wanted to be all things. I wanted to do all things. And I felt because it was such a, entrepreneurship is so hard anyway. And I felt like a lot of people thought I was insane. So if I asked them for help, it would seem as if I wasn't able and I wasn't equipped. And that was, that was wrong too. And so it just made me stronger. So. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. I can I'm laughing because I can relate so deeply to this. I think, you know, those of us who are very right brained, who are like healers and creatives, like the left brain stuff about the math sometimes is just really like to me, like a foreign language. So I totally can relate. I cannot do spreadsheets. And your sister reminds me of Maddie who runs my, um, she's my OBM. And she, oh. I, I literally would, will send things to her on Vox. for like, I don't know how we're going to organize this, but I'd love to like do this X, Y, and Z. And like, I kind of made a little, 
Google spreadsheet and it's so bad. And then I'll send it to her in 10 minutes. This girl is like, oh my God, I have this whole flow thing worked out and like, it's so easy. And like, I'm just so grateful because my brain does not work like that. And that's okay. Do you think that like, in your opinion, do you think um, like any of this has to, do do you think both men and women go through this? Or do you think that it's mostly women who kind of struggle with be like feeling like we have to do it all and not ask for any help? I think that we want to take care, right? Like, and we come from people who want to take care. I call it the big piece of chicken. So like, if I make, if I, again, my analogies, if I make dinner at my house, I don't take the big piece of chicken. I give my husband the big piece of chicken. I give my mom the big, I give somebody, you have chicken cutlets, you give the good pieces. You order a pizza. I get the bubble. Everybody else gets the cheesy one. I get the weird bubble pizza because, and I stand up and eat while I make sure that everybody, women are that, we're caregivers in that way, right? So everybody gets chicken first. Everybody gets the good slices. We get the crust. We get the, the, you know, in that way. And we, and, and unapologetically, like women are multitaskers in the craziest way. We do more by noon than most people do, most men do all week. Yeah. And, yeah. and we do that unapologetically and just this is the way that it is. And we're standing on one foot and texting at the same time and moving all of these things. And I think we don't stand in our light. Mm. And I think that that's the piece that I've picked up, you know, taking that moment in the moment. And and I mean, one of the practices that I've done is that I've assigned meetings with myself to stand in my light because I am in a state, right? It's on the calendar. I'm like Cheldon's meeting with Cheldon. Because if not, I will not recognize how far I've come. I'll only focus on far I have to go. And that is paralyzing. And I need a moment to say, girl, you have your own network, girl. You helping all these people, girl. You interviewed five people today. Like there needs to be a moment of that because we're surrounded by people who aren't, are not equipped or not interested in providing us with that moment. And we can no longer rely on anyone to shed light on us. We have to provide ourselves that light. Mm, I love that. Making like a, I'm going to make like a daily date with myself to do that. Like every day at the end of the day, just like kind of take a moment to really love on myself and give myself that credit and that gratitude for showing up. Yeah. Like what I do today. Oh gosh, I did that today. Okay. Fair. What do I, you know, and I think that we don't, because we're so driven. Right. And we're driven paired with caregiving. So that doesn't leave much room for anything. (laughs) Um, So we have to be able to squeeze it in. And it's not every day, but but for me, it is every day. But I'm not asking for everybody to do that every day. But there needs to be a moment. And with your coffee or your wine or your tea or your glass of water, just sit and just be like, I am not where I want to be, but I am sure as hell not where I was. Mm. Oh, I lost my camera. (laughs) Hold on one second, guys. Let me access this. Um, No, but what you're saying, I mean, 100% truth. Um, You know, at the end of the day, like, no one's going to give us that. um, Not. You know, no one's going to give us that recognition, not until like you have like a full team. And it's really interesting because like, I really was doing all the things. And like you said, like when I first got started, kind of you have to, because you're the only one who's doing stuff. But like, you know, if the excuse is, oh, I don't have money for an assistant. That's fine, guys. 
if you're living with a roommate or a partner, is there a way that they can step up to help you out? Can they walk the dogs? Can they make sure that you have some lunch? Can they make sure that they remind you to go take care of yourself? Whatever that support is, it can be emotional support too. Um, if you have friends who have any kind of skills, um, I had friends who were like kind of like basic website people, or I had a friend who was like really good at branding or something. I'd be like, hey, can I trade with you services or can you help me out with this? Like, ask for resources from people. Like, before you hire a team, ask your friends who know how to do things like, hey, you're really good at social media. How do you show up? How do you make a reel? How do you like ask people, follow podcasts, do things like that. Um, but don't feel like you have to sit there and figure it out alone because you will like you may or may not. I should say it's like not that you, you may or may not. Yeah. But even if you do, it's going to be so much more painful, so much more costly of your time, energy and probably money. Um, yeah that you know it benef- it behooves you to really look at like where you can be getting a little bit more support and if you can like inject some people in there to help you with that that you feel really safe with yeah no it's so it is about that it is about you know creating because in whether it's coaching whether it's you know a service driven business or a product, you can't do it by yourself yes the entrepreneurial journey belongs to you yes you may be a solo solopreneur but it really is about the village you create and the community is everything. We always believe that it is, you know, the product or service. Nobody cares. The majority of us have never invented anything and will not. You know what I mean? I'm not the first person to do it. Like literally you guys are not selling anything that has not been sold before. (laughs) The only reason why someone is going to purchase it is because of you. The only reason why they're going to stay is because of the community. Period. That's it. That's it. So you need to work as hard on that, on sharing the why and sharing the purpose and sharing the value Um, more. So, I mean, once the product is done, let yourself go on tour, let you share that energy. I think that so often we aren't in love with what we're doing and because we're not in love with what we're doing, how in the world is anyone else going to be in love with what we're doing? Mm. Um, And that is, I think the biggest challenge. And if you're not in love, okay, so what can you do? So you without effort, without PowerPoint, without any of those things scream from the rooftops about what you're up to. And then it becomes a conversation and not a speech. And it's a different, it's a different vibe. This has been like, just so incredibly like nourishing. Thank you you so much much for sharing all of this wisdom with us. And from someone who is like so successful, so in their alignment, so service driven and heart driven, you shine from the inside out. And I like was literally blinded by your light. When I first saw you, I was like, oh my God, she's one of, she's one of these like star light beings. And I'm just really grateful that, that you exist because I think we're really, you know as you know age of aquarius like we're shifting and we're shifting the paradigm of like what it means to be successful to be a seven or eight figure entrepreneur to come from a place of really genuine like integrity and and ethics and wanting to do you know service for the greatest good this may not have this may not be how people have done business in the past and maybe you'll laugh and maybe it'll be like oh this is not a thing it's a real motherfucking thing you guys and if you want to jump on board we're here to teach you how to do it um i know you have an email thing coming up a training yeah what's going on with that so for me i my as you can probably tell by our conversation i am committed to making sure that not only that remarkable people, especially remarkable women, find their voice. I think that there's nothing more tragic 
than the whisper, right? Than, than lacking that. And so my goal in life is to encourage individuals to no longer whisper their wishes, but to scream their dream. And I do as much as I possibly can to support that. So it's personal branding and all of the skills that go along with it. I'm actually having a email marketing workshop. Um, I'm proficient in personal branding and marketing skills. I am an adjunct professor here in the Philadelphia area. I teach personal branding at Temple University. Oh my and- God, Stop it. That's so great. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Love the synchronicities. I know. So crazy, right? So it's just, I love it. I love it. I love my students. So I offer this um, as an opportunity. Two times a month, I teach various courses. um, And so on April... 12th at 6 p.m. Eastern via Zoom. Um, we are having an email marketing 101 workshop. So if you have any questions on email marketing and would like to hang out with me and, and get to meet our community as well, um, we'd love to have you. So we'll make sure that my friend has all the information. Twice a month. That's so awesome that you provide that. What an amazing opportunity to learn, you know, in, in a really safe environment with someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I love you. It's so fun. And it's awesome. I mean, there's also a safe place. Like, I think that the majority of people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And like, where can you ask questions? Where can you really feel safe to expand? Exactly. Exactly. Well, you guys run over there. I'm going to drop all of her information in the show notes, her Instagram, her show, everything. Go check it out. Um, She's built a really, really wonderful community for um, women looking to really jump into the space of entrepreneurship and using your voice. And um, I could not recommend her shit more highly. Go check her out. She's part of our family. And uh, I guess any last like little piece of advice you leave our audience with? I love, I just, you know, Trust your voice, use your voice, find your voice. Again, no longer whisper your wishes. It's time for all of you to scream your dream. Thank you, Sheldon. And for everybody listening, um, you will be able to find all things Sheldon in the show notes. Like I said, go check her out. And thank you for joining us. We will see you shortly. Take good care of yourselves. Self-care and use your voice, y'all. Oh, Till next time. <laughs> And that's our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us at the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited. This next year, 2021, is going to be huge. We have so many guests that are coming on that you're going to love. I'm going to be doing some more solo casts and own therapy coaching. We have so many things rolling out for you. Retreats, another round of Ignite starting in May, another one starting at the end of the summer, a mastermind, and so many other things. So be sure to stay tuned with us on Instagram. Follow me at ohm underscore therapy underscore coaching and stay tuned for so much goodness coming up. As always, I would love to hear your feedback. Head over to iTunes and leave us a review and I would love to give you a free copy of my subconscious reprogramming workbook and that is absolutely free. Just send me a screenshot of your review and on Instagram and I will be so happy to send that over as my gift for you. And I am sending you so many hugs, so much love and I hope that this week you are able to find just a little bit more joy in your life. Have a good one, guys.